What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Planet Podcast. I'm joined once again by Daniel Tinius for episode 16. How are you doing today? Back again and doing good. Ready to get this going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so on today's episode, we've got our reactions to the Easter Conference Finals, our NBA Finals predictions, and much more. But first, here are some headlines from around the sports planet. Uh, the NBA Finals will tip off on Thursday, June 1st in Denver between the Nuggets and the Miami Heat. The Nuggets seek their first title in franchise history. Meanwhile, the Heat seek their fourth. The Stanley Cup finalists said as well. Uh, the puck will drop on Saturday, June 3rd in Las Vegas as the Golden Knights host the Florida Panthers. Uh, so this is the second trip in the, uh, to the Stanley Cup final in just six seasons for the Golden Knights. They lost uh, 4-1 to in the, to the Washington Capitals in their inaugural season back in the 2018 Stanley Cup final. And uh, both teams seek their first championship. Uh, in the NBA, Bob Myers announces he's stepping down as the Warriors' general manager, saying that, quote, it's just time. And then the Philadelphia 76ers hired former Raptors coach Nick Nurse to become their next head coach. I saw someone say that they went from uh, – the 76ers really went from being uh, – from having Doc as their head coach to a nurse as their next head coach, some stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the Austin Reeves free agency sweepstakes is heating up as reports came out that the Spurs will try to poach him away from Los Angeles, but the Lakers will match any offer sheet Reeves signs up to $100 million, according to The Athletic. And then uh, in soccer, PSG confirms that Messi will leave the club after this season. And a little more soccer news right here. Karim Benzema to leave Real Madrid once his contract expires after – uh, 14 seasons with the club in Spain. We'll jo uh, he'll join Saudi Arabia club Al Ittihad. Hopefully, I said that right. On a two-year deal worth over 400 million euros. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, unfortunately, the Tigres defeated the Chivas three to two on Sunday night in Guadalajara to capture the club's eighth title. Uh, I only say unfortunately because I'm a Chivas fan. Uh, but whatever, got to be unbiased here. So, uh, <laughs> anything that stands out to you uh, before we move on to the show? Man, I'll be honest, almost all these stand out for me, except this very last one, that's the only league I don't follow. <laughs> um, yeah. Finals, definitely uh, looking forward to that. Um, Messi leaving P PSG is another big one. Uh, I love Messi. I'm a, I'm just a Messi follower, so wherever he goes, I kind of go. He's definitely the GOAT. There's, that's one of the things you can't debate in soccer is that he's like the undisputed GOAT. Um, but that one's pretty big. Uh, Austin Reeves sweepstakes. I know the Spurs are trying to pair him with Victor Webby and uh, Wemby. Wemby, but he's here to stay as a Laker. Uh, I believe we'll keep him. And I know they said their offer up to a hundred million. I thought it was going to be eighty mil, but a hundred. I feel like they're setting that number to hopefully have teams not offer as much so they don't have to pay them 100 mil but at least we know they're willing to not make the same mistake as they did with caruso and not just paying a little bit more to keep a great player exactly. um the nhl uh stanley cup finals uh looking forward to that as well um honestly my prediction is i'm gonna go with vegas knights yeah, I think for, done. for that and uh as far as that, those are pretty much the main headlines that are sticking out to me at yeah. this moment. I, yeah, just real quick, uh, the Austin Reeves thing, I just feel like I wish – like it went from uh, – like, I want to say it was four years, 60 million earlier in the season to now 100, which I'm not opposed to. But I'm like, why would you say that you're going to go up to 100 mil? Now teams are going to be like, all right, this is their point. Let's go 105 if we really want him or just do 100 to screw over the Lakers in their cap space, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you set it so high? I'm like, if that was the case, I'd have been like, oh, now nah, we're only going to pay him 60 mil a year. Someone offer him more than that if you want. That way you get him for less than what you actually want. That's so actually a good way to look at it. I think I was looking at it the other way. I think they were saying 100 mil, so teams will be like, uh-huh. oh, we're not even going to bother offering, and then maybe exactly. they'll, off, they'll offer them like 80. But I actually mm-hmm. do like your point of view as well, because maybe mm-hmm. if they never threw out that number, teams wouldn't offer more. Because I thought the cap was going to be around 80, so maybe now teams might fuck around and offer like yeah, 110, exactly. 120 uh-huh. or something. Like, who knows? Um, so yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like That's why I'm not like... Mm. I, I wouldn't mind paying Reeves a 25 mil a year, but it's mm-hmm. just like you're giving the other team's leverage into making you have to pay it now. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's all I have for headlines right here. But uh, moving on really quick before we get started. I know we don't really talk hockey much, but I just wanted to highlight this because uh, obviously we have two Florida teams uh, in their respective final, the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final and then the Miami Heat in their, uh, the NBA finals. But like, just wanted to highlight this uh, Panther stuff real quick. They face off against one of the the greatest team of all time, historically speaking, in terms of wins and points. Right. So uh, let's see where is it right here. So they defeated the Boston Bruins four to three, uh, which was the best team in NHL history. Like I just said, so uh, they had sixty five wins with this previous mark being sixty two, one hundred thirty five points with the previous mark being one hundred thirty two. And not only on top of like facing off against that team in the first round, they also overcame a three-one deficit. So like, I just wanted to like to highlight that because uh, we have both Miami, uh, both South- Southern Florida teams going off right now. It must be great for the city and all that, you know. So I have it right here on the screen. And then second round, they defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs four to one, swept the Carolina Hurricanes four to zero in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and then now they face the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Final. So if you see, like, they kind of do seeding a little different in hockey. So the Bruins were, like, the number one overall seed, kind of. And then the Maple Leafs, second seed in their division, the Atlantic division. And then the Carolina uh, Hurricanes were the first seed in their their division, the Metropolitan division. And then the Golden Knights are the first seed in the Pacific division. So, you know, it's like they're facing off against some really good teams and all that. Uh, I just feel like with with the Panthers, I feel like, I, unfortunately, I feel like it's going to be the, a sad time for both both Florida teams. You know, like they're on a great run, but it's all like all good things must come to an end at some point. And I just feel like the Panthers, like like how you said, Vegas will take this one, and the Heat will take theirs. You know, it's also a little uh, playoff run for this for the Heat. They lose in the they lose the first playing game against the Hawks at home. So now they have to play the Bulls for the eight seed. They they're losing towards the end of the game, and then they end up pulling it out. Beat the Bucks four to one first round. Beat the Knicks four to two, and then beat the Celtics recently four to three. So we'll get to that soon. So, uh, but what do you have to say about this? Like I know we don't really talk hockey much, but like anything you want to say on both Florida teams' uh, playoff runs. So you going for the the Vegas Knights for NHL? Honestly. Honestly, I'm like I'm not going for anyone. I'm a Kings fan. Uh-huh. I don't really watch hockey that much. That's why we don't really talk it that much. But when I do watch hockey, it's I go for the Kings. They're the LA team. They won those uh, championships when when I was back in middle school, you know. So uh, I don't really root for any. I'm not really rooting for anyone. If anything, if I had to, I would root for the Panthers just because they're the they're the underdog in this. Uh-huh. But I think uh, Vegas, like like I mentioned earlier, they already 
went to the Stanley Cup final in their first uh, in their first season in the league because they just came into the NHL a couple a couple years ago. This is only their sixth season in the league. Uh, so I feel like that first loss will end up fueling them to finally get over the the hill and then like and make it to the mountaintop and finally become champions. So like that's how I feel for both of them, honestly, because obviously they were both the eighth seed in both uh, both of their leagues. So and they're both from the Miami area, and they're both playing against the one seed, I guess you could say, from the other conference. And it's just like. They shouldn't be here, but they are because they've played so well. They've exceeded expectations, and then that's why I'm like I'm rooting for both uh, Florida teams just because I want to see the underdog win. Uh, in terms of NHL, in terms of NBA, I want to see Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler finally get his ring. But I just feel like their opponents are too strong, and they'll end up losing in the final in their respective finals. You know, I'm a change already. I'm going for both Florida teams to win. <laughs> I'm I, going. For, I'm, it's, I feel like it's the year for the underdog. 2023. Oh, I, I, I already said Vegas Knights about five minutes ago, but I already had a change of heart. I'm going both, <laughs> both Florida teams underdogs. I I just feel like it's a year of the underdogs, and I'm I'm rooting for both of them. And uh, regardless, I think both matchups are going to be great. Uh, obviously, mm. we're more focused on basketball than hockey. So mm-hmm. for the Heat one, um, we're not to get into now, but I'm going for the Heat, and I actually believe they will get it done. For the for the NHL, I don't know too much, so I'm just going to go for the underdog and hope for the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, on today, like how I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk Easter Conference real quick first, but getting, before getting to NFL, uh, NFL, sorry, NBA Finals, I kind of mix those two. So I just wanted to talk about uh, Game 7, of course, but a little bit of Game 6 and how we got here, right? Okay, so obviously Game 6, Miami's up by 1, 3 seconds left on the clock. So obviously, and this one right here, Derek White is taking the ball out. And somehow, uh, well, it ends up in Marcus Smart's hands. He chucks up a desperation 3. And somehow, nobody was boxing out the inbounder because you know he's gonna go to he's gonna go to the corner this way and then because he's expecting to get the ball back right away he's trying to uh space the floor so he's gonna go to the corner but once he sees smart to smart chuck up the three he his iq is off the off the charts and he goes straight to attack the basket and the thing about this is that uh people can say that they added 0.9 seconds whatever but this was on the heat right here because they failed to box out two players on this, which led to this play. White will inbound. It's off the smoke for the seventh game. Now, Kamal tipped in, but the buzzer sounded. Right. The white was on. It'll be reviewed. I don't think he got that in it yet. You have to protect the offensive rebound. Point two point one seconds left on the clock. That shit's crazy. Damn. But look, this this is why I say they they failed. They failed to box out two key players. So obviously the first one is uh, Derek White, the inbounder, and then the second one being, let's see, the second one being Jason Tatum. So this is a kind of a slow-mo. You, you see that? Derek White is right here, right? Struce is behind him. 
And then you have Jason Tatum right here going down the lane as well. So it was kind of like they were both ready to get the offensive rebound. Obviously, Derek White gets it. He saves the season. This was kind. Of, this was terrible execution by the Heat. So this is what ended up leading to the game seven, right? And I just saw like it's just crazy to see that how close the Heat were to finishing game six. But as bad as they finished, uh, this is why I chose Miami going into game seven because everybody was saying you're crazy. It's in Boston. Like they have all the momentum. And it's like, nah, bro. If, if the Celtics were trying to give them the game, it would, I don't know. What, what do you have to say about game six? Well, game six, let's be honest, we both picked wrong because we both picked Heat win, yeah. <laughs> winning game six. And I was shocked when uh, Celtics won at the buzzer. Um, whether people want to say they added time or not, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you don't box out. That's basic fundamentals. Uh, mm-hmm. And you don't stop until time's run out. So they, they didn't box out. They just Celtics deserved to win that. Um, even they shot, I think they made seven threes that whole entire game, and they still had a chance to win. So that just goes to show you he should have won that game, but they just didn't do proper fundamentals at the end. Um, but then I was actually on the opposite. When Celtics won, I said, wow, they're going to go, and they're going to be the first team in NBA history to come back <laughs> from 03. So I was like, they just have so much momentum. But I, was, yeah. I, I wasn't like I, I felt like they were gonna win, but I wasn't like too confident. I was like, dude, you still have Jimmy Butler on that end, and I feel like Jimmy Butler will do whatever he can to it win. Takes, yeah. He's one of those players. So I was, I was picking Celtics, but I was like, I was saying it quietly. I wasn't too confident in my pick. Um, and they just came out and just they've been the better team, and they uh, came out and closed it out and made it an ex- very exciting series. Uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great series. It's going to be a great finals as well. Yeah, man. Um, after after what Jimmy Butler said last year, it's kind of hard to go against them, man. I'm sure uh, a lot of people have seen this, but just in case they haven't, uh, this is from uh, from Twitter user, and he says, the fact that Jimmy Butler said this exactly one year ago after losing to the Celtics in seven in the Eastern Conference Finals and then it actually happening is crazy. So this is obviously like how, um, like last year, uh, the Celtics beat the the Heat on their home court. People can say should Jimmy have pulled up, whatever, blah blah blah. And that this kind of also came into like my prediction as well. Like I was like, if the Celtics beat them last year on their home court, why is it so hard for the Heat to beat the Celtics on their home court this year? So this was Jimmy Butler last year uh, uh, after that Game Seven loss. Had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough, and we're gonna be right back in the same situation, and uh, we're gonna get it done. Had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough, and we're gonna be right back in the same situation, and uh, we're gonna get it done. Had enough. Yeah. So that's so. Uh, so that's uh, Jimmy Butler after last year, Game Seven, and I just kind of want like obviously. So the uh, the Heat end up winning Game Seven, one hundred three to eighty four. They completely killed the Celtics in this game. So, like, anything you want to say about this one? Because I, this is why I chose Jimmy, man. I'm all like, there's, I chose the Heat because of Jimmy. I was like, he lost three in a row. You see him smiling after each game, you know, and it's all like he, like he was never worried. So, uh, what do you have to say about Game Seven? Uh, game Seven, 
Uh, it was crazy. I was be honest. I was at the Dodger game for my first Dodger game of the season. Oh, yeah. They pulled off a dub, but I was watching the game on Stream East on my phone during the hey, Dodger hey, game. Hey, don't, don't air it out like that. <laughs> Everyone got to use it. But anyways, actually, no, I was using a cable provider. I'm a, I'm a good citizen. <laughs> uh, so I was watching the game, and man, they just came out on fire. Heat were just playing so well defensively, offensively. Like, the game was just. It looked like after the first quarter, it looked like the Heat just had it in the bag. Like they did, just looked like they were in control the whole time. And uh, I'll be honest, when you posted on your Insta, who wants to bet on game seven? I was about to pick <laughs> you up and bet against you. And I was just like, but like I said, I wasn't so confident in the Celtics enough to bet on them. I was, co- I was confident uh. to say they would win, but I wasn't confident to put money behind those words. Um, but yeah, Caleb Martin came up big. Uh, Bam started off. Uh, pretty poorly uh didn't have really that good of a game seven but he played well on the defensive end and uh, made some shots when it mattered and uh yeah man they just they just had a will to win and when you have a will to win it's no matter how much talent's on the other side sometimes that will just out Mm -hmm. outdo the talent and that's what we saw (laughs) right now that you said that (laughs) i'm like I, i i can't really zoom in much more Oh, yeah, I can. One sec. There you go. So, uh, uh, like you can see right here, <laughs> maybe you remember about Mark Cuban when he was when he tweeted out the other day. He's like, got a personal question for everyone watching Heat versus Celtics right now. Who is watching on a pirated stream? I'm curious how prevalent it is. <laughs> it's not like what you said that. It's like, hey, yo. Everybody was responding all funny. It's like Mark when uh, people respond yes. He's like, we hear the fucking Karen in the bar calling the cops. <laughs> And then you have uh, where's the other one? Oh, this one right here, Balsack Sport. <laughs> and then he, he puts like as if they're the police <laughs> tweeting out as Mark Cuban. <laughs> it's just like, so just, funny. Uh, it's just like all of these shits, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so obviously game seven, the, the Heat end up winning, and that, that's why I had this uh, tab up open earlier. I just wanted to talk about Jimmy Butler's Heat resume real quick. Um, everyone. Cl- clowned him for going to the heat and saying that like when he mentioned how he thought he could win a championship there uh but the 76 is really messed up you know because they chose tobias over me remember jerry butler tobias over me damn that that's crazy (laughs) that's not like and I, i i agree with you jimmy i don't get why they chose to sign uh to pay tobias over you imagine jimmy butler with mb obviously that happened already but I'm saying, like how they're playing right now, that team would be unstoppable. If anything, mm-hmm. this this Heat team could have been the 76ers. This should have been the Sixers in the finals this whole time. But they chose to sign Tobias Harris. Now they have James Harden, a player who can't win in the playoffs. But uh, Jimmy Jimmy has done nothing but great things since joining the Heat. So obviously, in his first season there, he uh, he took him to the NBA Finals. This was their uh, the Heat's first appearance since LeBron left, uh, and then they're the first eight seed to reach the NBA Finals since 1999. They're the first playing team to make Conference Finals and NBA Finals, and then so uh, this is the third uh, third time that he's led Miami to the Conference Finals in the past four seasons. And obviously, like we just alluded, uh, that's their second NBA Finals in the past four seasons. So honestly, this could have been their third easily, but obviously they end up losing last year, but. Whatever Celtics Celtics pulled it out, 
So they, they could have easily, but they, the Heat could have easily been in their third NBA final since Jimmy uh, signed with them. So I, I don't know, man. I, Jimmy is a great player. He's doing all this with not as good of a supporting cast. Tyler Hero went, goes out in the first, uh, goes out in the first game, you know. So, and I say not as good as a supporting cast, not because they're not a great, they're not great at their jobs as role players, but because of the names, there are a lot of undrafted players. Anybody, everybody was writing them off. We were writing them off in the Milwaukee series. You know, it was like whoever wins AC is going to have the privilege to get stomped by the Milwaukee Bucks. And then it's all like, but Jimmy Butler shows that at every level, he doesn't play based off who, the team that's on paper, this and that. He plays with his heart. He plays team basketball. He trusts his teammates. And this is why they're in the NBA Finals. Not only Jimmy, but everybody else, all the role players stepped up as well. So what do you have to say about Jimmy's resume or anything else you want to mention? Uh, Jimmy's just an animal. I'm so glad uh, he's with the Heat. Um, I've really enjoyed him uh, since he's joined. Uh, and just to put in perspective, his playoff numbers this year are like out off the charts. He has 29 mm -hmm. points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. He's averaging about 40 minutes a game. Um, and we say like his supporting cast isn't as good, but I feel why it worked in the heat and why would it work in the Sixers? Cause I feel like maybe he seems to be the alpha and he has to be the mm -hmm. best guy. And maybe sometimes in the regular season, he doesn't seem like he is the best guy on his team, but when it comes to playoffs, he turns it up a notch. Yep. And I feel maybe that's why the heat worked better for him than the Celtics. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be the alpha dog. And I feel like if he was with the Sixers, he's behind Embiid, kind of maybe not leading the charge as often. So, and I feel like he he has uh, he has like a chip on his shoulder. So when he has a bunch of teammates that are maybe undrafted, no one really knows about them. Mm -hmm. He uses that to motivate them to get the very best out of each player. Yeah, yeah. and um. He's doing this without their second, you could say their second best scorer, which was Tyler Hero, but we don't know anymore with Caleb Martin kind of emerging. And mm. without another pr pretty decent role player that was coming off the bench from Victor Oladipo, obviously not the same player mm. as he was before the knee injury. So those are two pretty big players to this team that he's playing without and still bringing this team uh, yeah, yeah. to countless uh, conference finals and finals. And every year, if you look at them on paper, they don't look like the best team like at all they don't even look like a top five team in the league but time and time again they're making it as far as showing that um regardless what's on paper it shows what you do on the court so mm -hmm. uh very impressed with jimmy butler and i'm happy for him and i'm rooting for him most definitely um yeah man so moving anything else you want to say about this before uh, moving on to the on to the finals and our predictions no sir no all right, so we got the 2023 NBA Finals. Obviously, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat. Uh, so this is their starting lineups right here. I, I just put it up here real quick. So, And I put their heights on there to kind of highlight it because it shows how much how, – how the Nuggets have advantage at every single uh, position uh, height-wise, you know. So you have Jamal Murray. He's 6'4", compared to Gabe Vincent, who's 6'3". The only ones that are equal or, or same height are KCP with Max Struess at 6'5 each as shooting guard. And then Michael Porter Jr., 6'10 as a small forward. He'll be matching up against Jimmy Butler, six, who's 6'7. 
obviously I'm taking Butler in that one regardless because uh, just because of height, uh, I'm, just because Michael Porter's taller, I'm still going to take Jimmy regardless because he's Jimmy Buckets. And then even at power forward, you got Aaron Gordon, 6'8", Caleb Martin, 6'5". And obviously at center, Nikola Jokic, 6'11", whereas Bam Adebayo, 6'9". So I just like th- – this is why I'm going with the Nuggets. I'm rooting for the Heat as an like as a third-party bystander since the Lakers are out. And I'm not rooting for the Heat because I hate the Nuggets or because they eliminated the Lakers. I'm rooting for the Heat because Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players, and he's just having that playoff-type run where, like, 2018 Braun, obviously they lose in the finals. Uh, 2019 Kawhi, you know, like those type of like these players, the they're they're just gonna beat everyone in their way. And it's like this one is gonna be tough for for obviously for Jimmy and the Heat because the Nuggets are a complete team. They have great players all around. They have size. They have length. They have shooting. And they have great chemistry within each other. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. I saw someone compare them, an uh, NBA analyst compare them to, are they the best duo since Kobe and Shaq? Not in terms of dominance, but like in terms of how well they complement each other, how well they play off each other, you know? And I kind of liked it. Uh, obviously, a couple other people said 2016, Kyrie and Braun, 2018, Steph Curry and KD, or 2020, LeBron and AD, you know? But it was a good comparison because these two are really in sync right now. So, uh, so in terms of NBA Finals, I have the Nuggets in six, and I have them in six because I know Jimmy Butler will not let them get swept, and they'll win at least two games. So uh, what do you think about this the NBA Finals this year? Real quick, my pick is Heat in seven, and oh, okay. I'm going for it, and I'll, you know, I feel confident to even bet some money, but Maybe I'll wait till a game or two before I bet anybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you, like I said, on paper the Nuggets are the better team. Um, but I will say the Heat's bench is a little bit deeper than uh, the Nuggets because Nuggets only have basically mm. two people off the bench: is Bruce yeah. Brown, which is a great player, Jeff Green, who's kind of inconsistent, but he's he he comes and does a solid yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say the he have just a deeper bench with Lowry Robinson if Hero comes back. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Love is back into the starting lineup for this series mm-hmm. due to the hype because uh, yep. Max Struess hasn't been having the best uh, playoffs. And they used to have Martin off the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. Martin comes in. He's the starting shooting guard. Put in Love in there with Bam to add some more sides to kind of throw off Jokic. Uh, don't be surprised if Eric Spolster does that. And I feel like there's a little bit deeper of a team, which more just solid role players, but just not as much just individual talent that they have. Mm, Um, Star power. Yeah, they don't have that really star power. But um, one thing I want to see is I want to know if, or I want to see if Jimmy Butler is going to be guarding Jamal Murray this series. Because if I feel like if, if, because he seems to pick up the the strong or the hardest uh, defensive um, objective. Yeah, tasks Mm. on each on each game. So I feel yeah, like yeah. he's going to be guarding Murray. And I'll be honest with you um, when he was guarding Tatum and uh, Brown this past series. Yeah. You could look at their numbers, but when he's guarded, when he's guarding them, their numbers aren't as good. He's forcing mm-hmm. them to tough shots. And uh, like I said, if you could take out Murray and you make him not as productive, 
that's the key to success for the Heat. So I wouldn't be surprised if that matchup is something to look out for. Jokic mm-hmm. is going to do whatever he wants, I think, because we saw how he did against our Lakers, which AD is the best. You could say was one of the best defensive players in the league, and then he just came and he's almost averaging a triple-double against us. So I don't think Bam is going to be able to do much. Yeah. Jokic is going to be Jokic, so it's going to be up to Butler to slow down Murray. And I don't really think they have an answer for uh, Heat's outside shooting. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be a great series. I'm picking Heat in seven. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I don't think this series is less than six. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I'm wrong, I feel like it goes six no matter who's winning it. Um, but I'm picking Heat in seven. And uh, we'll see. Also, be interesting if Hero comes back. I do yeah, kind of maybe play off the bench for the whole series depending on how things go um, and kind of have a spark off the bench. And you never know, that could be a, a little bit of a game changer. So we'll see. Overall, it's going to be a great series. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Nuggets they're, the, the Nuggets are just playing so well that I can't pick against them. But I am rooting for Jimmy Butler to get his ring. Uh, but all we really do know, well, anything else you want to say before moving on? No, I think I covered my main. Points. I like I liked your I liked your uh, your analysis about uh, maybe moving Kevin Love back in because obviously they did put Caleb Martin into the starting lineup, but I could see Kevin Love coming back just to help combat that size. Um, maybe yeah, move Struce back. Uh, move Struce to the bench because Caleb Martin's playing so well right now that like he's earned his starting spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I also have a key bench players, Kyle Lowry. You know he's gonna get minutes. You know, Duncan Robinson is going to get some minutes. And I have Tyler Hero on there just because he could possibly return by game two, according to Woj, if not game three, which is crazy because nobody expected him to come back because obviously they didn't expect him to win, like get this far. Uh, but yeah, man. So I'm ex- I'm excited for this finals because I believe it's the two hottest teams in their, in their respective conferences. Mm-hmm. Um and it should be a great series. I don't, I don't get why everyone's saying I'm not going to watch just because it's not Lakers-Celtics. Sometimes it's not about the history behind the franchises. Obviously, that would have been great because you could say, imagine they're both playing. Who's going to win number 18? Who's going to be the one that loses the 18th to the other team? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a great series. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Jimmy Butler versus Jamal Murray. And then let's see, let's see how much uh, Nikola Jokic looks at Bam Adebayo's barbecue chicken alert. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, another player to look out yeah. for is uh, Highsmith as well. Uh, he got oh, yeah. some minutes in the Celtic series. Honestly, didn't yeah, know yeah. much about him until I watched him. He had some really productive minutes, so I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if he gets gets some as well. And uh, Duncan Robinson, I know a lot of people were hating on him in uh, Game Six because yeah. he was bricking those uh, those threes, but. Yeah, yeah. He was having a great game before then. He kind of was non-existent beginning of his playoffs. And you see, as he got a little bit more minutes, he's actually been producing. And he's been mm-hmm. living up to his contract, because a lot of people say he's overpaid. So yeah. happy to see him doing well. Um, still don't like how every time he takes a three, falls down. And he looks like, uh, was it the guy from Jimmy Neutron? Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. It's going to be a good series. And, yeah, same thing. People say they're not going to watch it because Lakers-Celtics, um, they're just not really just basketball fans. Yeah. And, I mean, as a basketball fan, it's going to be a great matchup. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's see uh, which of these teams gets the elimination graphic. Because, uh, you know, ESPN has been posting that every single game or every single time a team loses, right? 
except mm-hmm. for the Warriors. <laughs> so it's crazy because it's all like obviously every single team has got it except for the Warriors, and it's all like whenever they did, when they did do the Warriors, they didn't even like put a graphic. All they did was was this thing right here. The Lakers handed the Warriors their first playoff series loss outside of the finals under Steve Kerr. Everyone else got an elimination graphic minus the, the Warriors. So that's all I got to say about that right there. Um, <laughs> the Nuggets are opening up as heavy heavy favorites. Oh, my God. I can't even talk right now. So uh, I have this little graphic right here. The 2018 Warriors opened up as minus 1075 favorites against LeBron and the and the Cavaliers back in 2018. The one where they ended as a sweat uh, as a sweep. Uh mm-hmm. they were right. They were right on the money cuz they didn't win a single game. So and then uh the 2007 Spurs against LeBron James and the Cavs. Uh and then this year the Nuggets open up as minus 360 uh favorites against the Miami Heat. Uh so slightly ahead of how the Lakers opened up against the Heat uh, a couple years ago at minus 350. Uh, but this is the guy I was telling you about earlier, uh, the ESPN analyst, Kirk Goldsberry. This is where he alluded to, uh, on paper, the matchup doesn't look close, but Butler doesn't play on paper. Just ask the Bucks, Knicks, and Boston Celtics. So this is uh, what he had to say about uh, Jimmy Butler and the Heat being underdogs in the NBA Finals. So I don't I mean, like, it's the third biggest underdog in terms of uh, odds, but I don't see them as that big of heavy odds. I mean, as big as underdogs. I just feel like that's just how well the Nuggets and the and Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray are playing. That that's why the odds are so so uh, so expanded, or however you want to say, so off. So yeah, anything else you want to say before uh, moving on to things you love to see in feels of the week? Well, keep in mind also uh, uh, the Heat beat the two best teams record-wise in the playoffs mm-hmm. so far. So it doesn't seem like they're too much of the underdogs just because they've already been the Bucks and the Celtics, which yeah. had a better record than the Nuggets. But um, we'll see. And then also the Warriors. <laughs> it's so funny how they don't get posted. That's just crazy. But everyone else does. And uh, I was also wanted to mention earlier, I know Bob Myers left us or stepping mm-hmm. down as GM. I'll be honest, I was actually surprised. But um, I don't really keep up too much. But it seems like a lot of Warrior fans are happy. Uh, about it because a lot of people are saying now they could finally uh make trades for like uh some bigger stars because they've just been re- spending all their money on like wiggins and pool instead, instead of yeah and instead of going for bigger other stars they're kind of just been dropping a lot of money on wars or players that they already have such as wiggins and pool and stuff like that so we'll see um i'm a little uh not super well informed on their on Bob Myers, but he did build a championship team, and without them, I don't think they win uh, all those championships in these past years. So I was actually surprised to see him step down. But sometimes NBA Twitter is just a little hostile, and they'll just they'll go against everyone. So yeah, that was just my little two cents on that part. It's, yeah, it's either they love him or they hate him. There's never in, a, in between. <laughs> yeah. So that's it uh, for NBA Finals predictions. Just uh, wrap everything up. Uh, moving on to things you love to see. So this is uh, Garrett Wilson and Brett Beatty, uh, wide receiver from the Jets. Brett Beatty, the third baseman from the New York Mets. Uh, they grew up together, and uh, last night, well, it says last night, uh, Wilson threw out the first pitch to Beatty at the Mets game. So uh, if, you're, if you're watching, you can see that Wilson right here on the left, he's wearing Beatty's uh, Mets jersey, and then uh, Beatty on the right is wearing Wilson's uh, Jets jersey. So it's all like – it was cool, like, seeing this because obviously, like, you uh, – 
playing sports growing up, you and your buddies always talking about going pro, whatever, obviously. And then now they're here. Uh, it was, it was actually that Beatty was his quarterback. So, uh, growing up or whatever, you know, so now it, the rules flipped and, uh, Wilson's over here throwing the first pitch to Beatty at a uh, city field city in the world playing ball playing the sports that we love and, and grew up playing and um you know and not having the past that we had so so for me just seeing his success is so exciting and um i know he's able to, to end up in the biggest city in the world playing so yeah that's what i have for uh things you love to see what about you daniel uh thing i love to see is caleb martin's performance in these playoffs is uh what i love to see going from an undrafted player uh, coming and becoming basically showing as the second best player on the heat so far this playoffs um, a lot of people say he deserved the the eastern conference finals trophy over butler uh i mean i you can make that argument i feel like they're both deserved either way but uh he's been balling out as you see his stats uh we've got 19 points six and a half boards and almost two assists versus the celtics and throughout the whole playoffs he's been averaging 14 points um six boards and uh 31 minutes compared to last playoff run he was only averaging 12 minutes and the biggest one i want to highlight is he's been shooting over 60 percent uh in the eastern conference and over 57 percent for the whole playoffs this season so he's just shooting the lights out and his mm -hmm. plus minus he's plus 104 in the 2023 playoffs which is crazy, crazy. to see yeah so it's how we made the leap from this year to or last year to this year is just crazy and you just love to see players that are the underdogs coming out and making a name for themselves and he's going to get a big contract when it's time is coming up so mm -hmm. happy to see it and this is just coming uh two years afterwards because uh uh two years ago he was waived by the hornets uh before the 2021 2022 season and now, fast forward to May 2023, it says right here on the graphic, Easter Conference uh, Finals Hero. And like you alluded to, uh, it was pretty close in the MVP uh, voting, actually. It ended up being a 5-4 split uh, in favor of Jimmy Butler. So, I, But I could see why people were voting for Caleb Martin, but like, I also see why it ultimately went to Jimmy Butler in the end because he's the, he's the leader of the team. Without him, they wouldn't be there. But uh, Caleb Martin is a great story to show that no matter what happens in the past, keep fighting, keep uh, keep moving forward, you know? Like they say, oh, what quick. is it in Finding Nemo? Just keep swimming. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Another thing, too, that I saw, uh, Max Roos was waived by the Celtics. Uh, when oh, was yeah. It, was it a couple, that was a two couple years ago? ago two, yeah. three years ago? And then now he is eliminating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference mm -hmm. Finals as a starter on the Miami Heat. So that's also great to see. Just a lot of underdog stories in. I just I gravitate towards underdog stories and I and I like it so. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so now uh, moving on to fails of the week, I I have uh, the quarterback battle uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady uh, recently retired. Now they bring in uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield, and they also have a rookie, uh, not a rookie, sorry, uh, a player they recently drafted a couple seasons ago in Kyle Trask. Uh, so I just wanted to. Put, highlight this as my, my fail of the week this week uh because these are they're 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 professionals right they should be able to uh complete some passes when players are just running routes against the air but uh as you can see from this video it isn't going so well 
Oh, bro, this is bad. And then he does Baker, obviously. It's all like, man, they're, they're probably calling Brady back right now saying we'll <laughs> offer you anything you want. Just give up. We'll give you a blank check. You write whatever you want in here. That's how bad it's going down there in Tampa Bay. But Brady already said he's uh, he's uh, not going to come back, and he's going to look forward to his uh, his broadcasting career in 2024. So, yeah, that's what I have for fails of the week right there for me. Kind of looking Tampa like me Bay. out there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's that's like, not a good. That's I, not a good I, sight I, to see. Yeah, that's when you say, "Oh, I haven't played in a while." You know, I, yeah. I just got to warm up my arm. Yeah. That's them. They're professionals. Yeah. That's them, though. <laughs> well, what about you? What do you have for fail of the week this week? Uh, so my fail of the week, which could also be a love to see, but my fail of the week is the Celtics not making history. And as a <laughs> as a Laker fan, I'm a Celtics hater by default. Definitely. And. Uh, I was worried after they were coming back. I thought out of, uh, you know, everyone knows stats. Actually, I don't know if everyone knows stats, but 151 teams have gone down 0-3. Only four teams has forced a game seven, and the Celtics were the first of those four teams to have their game seven on their home floor. So mm -hmm. it looks like history was lining up, and me, I was salty. I was like, damn, I do not want Celtics to make history. <laughs> I'm salty. I can't want them. So... My yeah. fail of the week is Celtics just not making the comeback that everyone – actually, a lot of people had them going winning game seven, I will say. Mm -hmm. A lot of the ESPN analysts and those analysts out there after they won game six. But my fail of the week is them losing, and uh, it's also my love to see it because as a Lakers <laughs> fan and a Celtics hater, we love to see it. So uh, that's my fail of the week. Yep, Celtics failed to uh, complete the comeback. And like I'll, like how you said, those ESPN analysts and all that, TNT, once I saw Chuck say that they were winning it, I was like, oh, dude, I'm definitely betting on the Heat. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – Whatever Chuck says, usually go against Go the it. opposite. Go yeah, the opposite, yeah. You, you could – I feel like nine times – I, I want to say nine times, but a majority of the time, whatever Chuck says is put money on the opposite of what he says, and you can make some definitely. money. This is for our yeah. listeners. It's a little helpful note if you want to make a little bit of cash. Don't do all your life savings. Throw a hundred bucks, whatever opposite of what Chuck says, might win of some course. money. Yeah, not, uh, majority of the time Chuck is wrong, so just bet the opposite. But as always, remember, remember gamble responsibly. Uh, but before we uh, finish off, I just wanted to show this stat real quick that from Bleacher Report says the Heat and Panthers had as many wins at TD Garden, the arena of the Celtics and the Boston Bruins, and. Uh, at TD Garden in this year's NBA and NHL playoffs as the Celtics and Bruins did. So Miami, he, Florida Panthers, on the road, won more games than the Boston Celtics and Boston Bruins in their own arena. And they only played there one series. They the, uh, Obviously, the Bruins only played it one series. They lost first round. But the Celtics had three series, and they failed to win as many games as the Heat did on the road. So I just wanted to close up with that. Anything you want to say about it before uh, we take off? And everyone says it's tough to play in TD Garden. We don't know if that's true anymore. I guess you just got to do with buckets. Yeah, you just got to deal with the races there. But other than that, I think you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so before we take off, make sure to follow us on social media at Sports Planet Pod. You can also find these episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. 
Uh, so I just wanted to say, Daniel, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for uh, episode 16. And to the listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you all on the very next episode of the Sports Planet Podcast. Life is good. I'm this violence out there